Are you a high-performing parent, entrepreneur, or high achiever in pursuit of excellence? Welcome to The Nexus Podcast, a podcast custom-tailored for families like ours, driven, affluent, and eager to lead extraordinary lives. From rockstar stay-at-home moms to high-producing CEOs, we choose to model success for everyone we are surrounded by. We prioritize health over sickness, embrace a vitalistic lifestyle, and seek to tap into the limitless potential that God has bestowed upon us. I'm Dr. Daniel Kimball, your host, and on this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets to living a fulfilling and abundant life where you and your loved ones can thrive physically, mentally, and spiritually. Together, we'll forge a path to greatness and unleash your God-given capabilities. Get ready to say yes to a life of true prosperity and well-being. This is The Nexus Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, what I want to talk to you about is something that has been on my mind and my heart for a few weeks now as a result of something that I actually saw on Facebook or Instagram, one of those two. And so what I saw is I saw an advertisement for someone who was talking about um, this idea of like nervous system regulation. And I know that this is going to continue to be something that is more and more popular in the future when people talk about nervous system regulation and controlling the parasympathetic versus the rest or the fight or flight or the sympathetic branches of the nervous system. But the reality is, is that there's one true nervous system regulator and the nervous system regulator is you and your body and your brain. And so if we don't address the body, if we don't address your brain, and I'm going to talk to you about and give you a real example of what I saw on this ad here in just a second, then we're going to miss the entire conversation of how to truly regulate your nervous system, which is, in my opinion, the cause of all of your issues or your family members issues or someone that you know, it's a cause, it's a source, it's the root of any problem that we would experience as humans. And the list could be pain, it could be anxiousness, it could be overwhelm, it could be depression, it could be digestive issues, it could be a number of different things. So any symptom leaving you feeling like you're less than whole or then you're functioning less than 100% is a result of the brain or the nervous system being stuck in a fight or flight or a stress state. Now here's what I saw in this ad on Instagram and it really triggered me and this is what I want to talk about And I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to throw shade, if you will. But I just had to share it because I think about it so often. And like, this is the thing is that people repost this stuff, but they don't think about the consequences of posting things like this. And so I just wanted to come at you with a little bit of truth. So here's what I read. I'm gonna read it straight off my phone. It says, it's this idea of like what it means to feel fine, right? And this is a, I think this is a neurologist probably talking about this, maybe a psychologist, but they said, if you want to feel good, then you have to think good thoughts, Because your thoughts create your feelings. So if you think bad thoughts, then you're going to have bad feelings. But my question is, how do you have good thoughts if your body's stuck in a fight or flight state? And see, one of the problems with this idea of like, oh, well, you just have to think happy thoughts and you just have to be positive is that we know that when your body, when your nervous system, when your brain is stuck in a stress or fight or flight or sympathetic state, you literally have a 
disadvantage to thinking those good, positive, healthy thoughts. Now, what do I mean by this? Is like, bear with me for a second. I'm going to share a story with you. And the story looks like this, is that imagine that you are a kid who has been born into a household that maybe there was a lot of stress. Maybe there was a move during pregnancy and maybe it was mom's first birth and the doctors told mom that she was going to, you know, that she was, had preeclampsia or that she had gestational diabetes or that she was going to have to get a C-section because her hips were too small and the baby's head was too big. The list goes on and on and on. All of those stresses, right? All those stresses leading up to birth negatively affect the baby's developing brain, which primes them more for a stress or sympathetic or fight or flight state. Then the baby's born into the world. And let's say that they do have a C-section or a long birth or some level of trauma on the spinal cord during the birthing process, which we know that 99% of healthy births do have some level of traction on the spinal cord, which causes stress in the system. So first breath of life, we're literally set up to be primed in this stress or fight or flight state. Then bear with me as we learn to walk and we learn to crawl. And we have all the bumps and falls that come along with that. And then there's bad food that we add into the mix. And then as the kids get a little bit older, there's the the struggles or the troubles or the dynamics that come with learning how to communicate with other human beings. And then there's the struggle and the trouble of like going to school for the first time and possibly being bullied. And then the pressure of learning letters and learning the alphabet and doing homework. And then mom and dad add sports into the mix. And there's the pressure of getting from point A to point B and doing this sport and doing it perfectly and being everything to everybody and having this huge busy schedule. And we stack and stack and stack and stack and stack stress in the body. And like so many kids that we work with, I see this. I didn't even talk about the chemicals that can wreak havoc on our systems from the very first breath of life as well. And, but we could get into that on another episode of the podcast. But the reason I share this with you is because I see it so many times. And I hear these moms talk about like, yeah, super stressful pregnancy. This was going on. The doctors tried to tell me this. There was this other thing going on. Then when the kiddo was born, they had this bonk and they had this fall. And you know, we were a little bit scared, but the doctor said everything was fine. So we just brought them home. And then they show up to us. They show up to us with speech delays. They show up to us with anxiety. They show up to us with digestive issues. They show up to us with colic. They show up us show up with us with dis, uh, inability to latch properly and nurse properly. And like the list goes on and on and on. And then the kiddos get a little bit older. And if it's left unaddressed, then the kid has anxiety. Or the kid has depression or the kid has ADHD or the kid's diagnosed with autism. And again, the list could go on and on and on because we see this all the time inside of our offices, but it comes from one place. It comes from the nervous system being stuck in a stress or fight or flight state. Now, how does the nervous system get stuck in a stress or fight or flight state? You might be asking, which is a wonderful question. I'm glad you're asking. The, the answer to that question is simple. It's this, is that we know that when the body goes into a fight or flight state, anytime the body experiences a stress, it doesn't matter where the stress comes from. So it could be chemically, it can be mentally and emotionally. If we think certain thoughts, we can trigger a stress response in our system, which is the point of this podcast in the first place. Or they could come from physical trauma, so falls, the birthing process, etc. So the reason I bring these up for you is because every time we have a stress, our bodies were designed to either fight or run away. Remember that fighting and running away, fight or flight, requires lots of movement. So what would happen if our bodies never fought or ran away? And the answer to that is simple, is that every time we have these stresses and we don't fight or run away, our brain literally says, you know what, I'm just going to continue to drip stress hormones into the system so that just in case something comes to attack us, then I'll be safe and primed and ready to go and fight or run away. And so what happens is we create these, we drip these cocktail of hormones into our system that literally keep us on alert. They keep us on edge. They keep us on guard. They keep us thinking negative thoughts. They keep us in a worry pattern because here's what we know is that the stress hormones, cortisol specifically, negatively acts on the front part of your brain. The front part of your brain is responsible for hope, 
It's responsible for faith. It's responsible for optimism. It's responsible for emotional connection. But guess what? You don't need faith, hope, optimism, or emotional connection when something is trying to kill you or fight you. Like you need to literally turn off all of those emotions so you can either kill that thing or run away from it. And those are the only two things that matter. So literally the stress hormones turn off the part of the brain that is responsible for thinking the positive, happy thoughts in the first place. So when I hear people say, well, you just got to think good thoughts and then your good reality is going to happen. It's like the reality is, is that you can't think good thoughts and affect your emotions unless your brain is free from stress in the first place. So the question then becomes is like, how do we free our brain from stress in the first place? the number one thing you can do is move during times of stress. And so the reason that chiropractic care, the reason that getting adjusted is so critical is because when we move, we get an abundance of movement into the proper joints of the spine to wake up the brain so that the brain says, ah, we have movement. We don't need to be in fight or flight because there's no threat. There's nothing I see in the external world that is threatening to me right now. Let's go back into rest and digest. And when we go back into rest and digest, we turn off that flood of stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine. Then we wake up the front part of the brain again. That front part of the brain comes online and it says, hey, we can be more faithful. We can be more hopeful. We can be more optimistic. And so what we know is that the front part of the brain turned off or weakened by stress hormones is the part of the brain that turns off our more primal emotions, like being able to fight and being angry and emotionally regulating. So instead of just snapping every time someone says something to you, like you have a different emotional response and you can start to be empathetic and you can start to be sympathetic. Like these all come from a strong front part of the brain. But if the front part of the brain is weak, we can't turn off those primal, primitive, very rage-driven emotions. And so, and those come from the temporal lobe. So what I'm telling you is that the front part of the brain can ha- literally has the ability to turn off or uh, modulate your limbic system in a way that you only express certain emotions. So when I love the advice, right? I love the advice of like, just if you can change your thoughts, right? If you can just change the things that you think about, then your emotions are going to follow that. Well, the trick is that in order to change your thoughts, you have to change your brain. And you can never, I repeat, you can never change your brain unless you get movement of the joints of the spine first. Why? Because we know that 90% of the nutrition and stimulation to your brain comes from movement of the joints of the spine. Meaning that if your brain is a muscle, it gets 90% of its workout from movement of the joints of the spine. So why chiropractic care? Why neurologically based chiropractic care where we measure exactly how we adjust you, how we create balance within your brain is crucial in this conversation of actually changing the thoughts that you think and actually being able to change your emotions. This is why 90% of the people that we take care of literally report they feel like they have better emotional well-being. Why is that the case? Because we wake up their brain. We wake up the part of the brain that is responsible for emotional well-being in the first place. And you can't do it by exercise alone. You can't do it by supplements alone. You can't do it by nutrition alone. You can't do it through just having good relationships with people. You can't do it through just sitting and meditating or making sure that you sleep eight hours a night. Because guess what regulates all those things? What regulates your sleep? What regulates your emotional connection? What regulates how you digest the nutrients that you eat? What regulates your recovery after? after workouts and how well you move during your workouts and what regulates your absorption of your subs- uh, of your supplements is literally your brain 
And so if you don't address the brain, then you will completely miss the cause. And so this bad advice, right? Like this bad advice of like, just think happy thoughts and then you'll be happy and you won't experience more, any more negative emotions. It's like, that's true, but you have to be very mindful about the fact that if you don't address stress stuck on in your nervous system, if you don't address your stress physiology, if you don't address the neurophysiological aspect of what is happening in your system every time your every time your body has ever had a stress and not fought or ran away from it, then you can never experience the place where you actually can start to think those happy thoughts in the first place. I go back to this all the time because I get so fired up about it is like one of the things that I see is people are like, well, I don't have any stress. It's like, okay, so you've never had stress with your spouse. You've never had stress with finances. You've never looked at blue light on a computer screen. You've never had fluorescent light. Um, you've never been in the pro- of the presence of fluorescent light. You've literally never had any kind of car accident. You've never had any bump in a fall when you were walking. You've never eaten any bad foods. You've never been exposed to EMFs. Like all of those things cause stress all the time. So here's what I'm trying to tell you is that our systems are 100% of the time bombarded with things that are creating stress responses that we cannot feel in our systems. And when those happen and we do not fight or run away, which we do not because of the society that we live in, our brains stay locked in a subcortical stress response. And the only way to get out of it is to get the joints of the spine moving well again. And this is where neurologically based chiropractic comes into the mix because with neurologically based chiropractic care, what we can do is we can assess someone. We sit someone down, we talk to them about what's going on in their lives. Where do they feel like they're lacking? What do they feel like they're missing? What are their symptoms? And then we can very very specifically measure if there is an imbalance from one side of the brain to the other side of the brain because we know that the brain talks back and forth from sides and if one side of the brain is weaker it would be just like your muscles being weaker you're gonna have one bicep that's bigger one bicep that's smaller and the whole system starts to break down and so what we are literally doing is measuring where stress on in the system how do we address the person who sits in front of us so that we can truly turn off that physiological stress that neurophysiological aspect by adjusting joints of the spine to wake up the brain, to strengthen the front part of the brain, to turn off the stress hormones so that we can actually get us to a place where we can truly think happy thoughts, where we can activate the part of the brain that is responsible for faith and hope and optimism, where we can activate the part of the brain that is responsible for our emotional regulation, where we can activate the part of the brain that is responsible for being able to set a goal, a long-term goal, and then take the steps necessary to get there without giving up on it. Like these are all skills that are front part of the brain skills, all by the way, turned off by stress hormones. And so when you see it very clearly, what I'm laying out is like, this is the case of why anybody would get chiropractic care. This is the case of why a newborn would get chiropractic care. This is the case of why I get chiropractic care. This is the case of why my daughter gets chiropractic care. This is the case of why I want my whole family to have chiropractic care. Like literally extended family, every person I know, every person in the world I believe deserves to function at the highest level possible. To have a brain that is activated, to have a frontal cortex that is working so they can have better relationships, so they can have better sleep, so they can have a better connection to God because we know the front part of the brain is responsible for our faith in the first place. So that they can absorb the nutrients that they are actually eating instead of literally just peeing them out so that they can recover better after their workouts and experience life full out being able to push as hard as you want to or not want to and then lastly taking supplements and not just wasting your money on them which most of the time what I see with people who we work with inside of our office actually really don't need that many in the first place so my friends that's all I have for you on this episode I have a simple ask for you it's like how do you know whether your body is stuck in a fight or flight 
urinary rest and digest state. How do you know whether the left side of your brain and the right side of your brain are balanced or whether there's an imbalance from one side to the other? How do you know that you don't have a subcortical stress response stuck on in your system unless you have had it measured? Because this is what I can tell you is that the world that we live in, if you look on Instagram, if you look on Facebook, if you look on the news, wherever you consume information, is that you're going to hear one story and that it's that the world's burning down, that everything is negative, everything is bad. You're going to be feeding your eyes with blue light in the first place. And all of those things contribute to a stress response. So just thinking happy thoughts alone, you cannot access if your body is stuck in a fight or flight state. That's all I have for you on this episode of the podcast. If you got some value out of it, do me one of two things. One, leave a rating. Two, leave a review. If you're interested in learning more or doing an exam with me, I would be honored to do so. You can do that by going to our website at nexusfamilychiropractic.com. As always, you can check us out on Instagram. You can check us out on Facebook. And I will come at you again next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Nexus podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.